to hear that sound. That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But it's not just any bay. It's a Baywatch, because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm Morgan Thrapp. Morgan, have you figured out by now that I try to do the intro to every single episode differently? I sure have. I was actually just thinking about that while you were doing the intro. Yeah, I try to do something a little bit different, but I feel like there's a few times where I've done the same exact thing more than once. But uh, I mean, I feel like there's only a finite number of ways you can read the same bit of opening dialogue. I don't know. I'm pretty creative. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And you are much better at line readings than uh, half the people in this episode. So, wow, I don't feel like that that's big of a co- that big of a compliment because <laughs> <laughs> they're really bad. Yeah. So many of the actors in this episode are very bad. Yes. Uh, but what episode is it, you may ask? Well, it's season three, episode <laughs> six, Showdown at Malibu Beach High, written by Michael Burke and Douglas Schwartz and directed by Douglas Schwartz. And it feels like an episode written by Burke and Schwartz. It really does. Yep. Am I right in saying that this was also part of the like backdoor high school spinoff pilot? This was the be- yeah, this was the pilot. OK, cool. Yeah, the failed pilot. Yes, uh, thank God. It, it, we'll get to it later. There's some very obviously like this seems like pilot fodder stuff. Um, but anyway, I don't think I caught any. So I'm curious to see what you're thinking of. There's one I think that's going to be very obvious when I say it, uh, but we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyways, this episode was aired October 19th, 1992. Let's talk about some guest stars. First off. We have John Wesley, who plays the police chief who got punched in the face by Garner. A year prior, he played a character in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, whose whole thing was that he got punched in the face. <laughs> that's all I got to say about him. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> Bill McKinney is back. He played the hillbilly in our season opener, and now he plays Slade's piece of shit dad. Oh. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'll talk about some other things he's done. <laughs> he was in an uh, episode of the show, The Lazarus Man. Do you know what The Lazarus okay. Man is about? I mean, I'm going to guess it's someone coming back from the dead. A little bit. Yeah. Huh. Shortly after the Civil War, a man pulls himself out of a grave in the South wearing Southern clothing, but carrying Northern gold and carrying a U.S. Army revolver. He has... No memory, save for some gorgeous brunette and being beaten over the head by a man in a derby just before John Wilkes Booth assassinated Abe Lincoln. What the fuck? (laughs) He calls himself Lazarus after the man Jesus resurrected until they can figure out who he is and why he was buried alive and left for dead. Okay. That's a wild premise. Yes. I kind of want to watch it just to be like, where do you go with this? Um, Yeah, right? It feels like... You can't get more than a couple episodes out of that without it just feeling super repetitive. But, I mean, that is the era of TV we're in, so... I think it was 22 episodes, so... Okay. I mean... So one season. Yeah, I mean, look, you can get that much out of, like, Firefly, so, I mean, I, yeah. I'm going to piss off some well, people by that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say... I, um, I mean, but you didn't even get 22 of Firefly. No. And I look, I like Firefly. I just there's I've gotten a lot of arguments with people 
about how I don't think Firefly is as good as everyone says it is, where it's like the wire good. And I'm like, yeah, good. But like I have other one season canceled shows I like better. Like I like Wonderfalls better than Firefly personally. Yes, Uh, I would actually agree with that. You're the first person who's ever agreed with me on that. I was I was going (laughs) to piss you off, but you agreed. So that's that's new. No, I really liked Wonderfalls. I thought it was good. Yeah, same. Watch Wonderfalls, everybody. Uh, Yeah, it's better than Baywatch. That's for damn sure. Is it, though? I mean, there was there's less. (laughs) So that's true. That's true. But even season one of Baywatch compared to er, uh, not Gravity Falls, Wonderfalls, too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that one I haven't seen, so I can't talk about it. But Um, next up, David Spielberg plays Frank Richmond. No relation. Uh, At least not that I could find. Uh, Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk about him mostly to talk about a TV show from the 70s called Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. So I've heard of this. Have you? Because it's a movie. It's based off a movie. uh, The name sounds familiar to me. Okay, interesting. So it's based off of a Natalie Wood movie from the late 60s. And the movie is basically about being in an open relationship and and swinging. Um, Yeah, sure. I probably would have said then. Um, And the movie was very raunchy for the time. And so they made a TV show for some reason about it. And Mm -hmm. they couldn't do all the things that they had done in that movie. Because like in the movie, there's like a foursome. um, Oh, wow. Well, they they end the foursome really quickly because they're all just like, well, this is weird. Um, sure. And then the movie ends with like them in an elevator just being like, uh, um, but they, they, they just basically, they fuck a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. so it had that to- movie is very appropriate for this episode because there's a little bit of swinging that goes on later. <laughs> They're going to say, cause it fucks us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the movie had like why swapping group sex, et cetera, et cetera. But so the show could do that in 1973. That was too raunchy. So what they did do was raunchy stuff for 1973, though, which was skinny dipping. Ooh. Oh, unmarried couples cohabitating. Ooh. Mm. And premarital sex. Oh, boy. The three my three biggest kinks. Well, I mean, look, it was this. It was 1973. You didn't do that on. T- on t- yeah. Back then. And and everyone knows the 70s were famously an unhorny time period. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and there's there's some highlights to the cast, too. Uh, Jodie Foster is in this for some reason. Oh, wow. Um, also, we have Robert Urich. Uh, do you know who Robert Urich is? No, the name does not sound familiar to me. Uh, you may know him best as starring in The Lazarus Man. <laughs> ah. <laughs> no, I just remember. Of course. Yeah. How did I not know that? Uh, Mariska Hargate was in it, too. So, I mean, whatever. Um, okay. Also, he was the villain in Nightmare Bay, the episode where a sea monster attacked the beach. Oh. Was like the evil white man. It was just like uh, money, oil company money. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Terry Ivins, who plays Kim Stevenson. That's Matt's girlfriend. And, mm. oh, boy, has she been in some bangers like... Really? Veronaconda. <laughs> or, and I dare you to tell me what this one is about, Breast Men. Um, is it on Cinemax? No. 
I don't think. Wow. Uh, it's two doctors create breast implants. However, when success and money come their way, they separate and follow different paths. Apparently, it's like actually sort of about, uh, you know, like people realizing uh, like that they do breast implants for people. And then a bunch of they see a bunch of young women getting them like too young and they're like, I'm conflicted. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but this cast is crazy. It stars David Schwimmer. Uh, oh. It has Matt Frewer. Terry O'Quinn, Lyle Lovett, Mark Valley, Pamela Adlin, and Fred Willard. What year did this come out? It's Schwimmer, so it had to be like 90s, 2000s. Yeah. Yeah, here, let's ruin our search history and look up Breast Men. (laughs) Thank you, Chrome, for further remembering this forever. Breast Men is Mm -hmm. from 1997. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So right at the right at the height of Friends. Yeah. Um, it was an oh. HBO movie. Oh, okay. Okay, hold on one second. What the fuck? Who are you? Um, I thought I recognized the guy who wrote this, uh, but it turns out I don't know him, but I recognize his niece because his oh. niece is Florence Welch. From Florence and the Mission. Oh. But it's this guy named John Stockwell. Huh. Uh, wow. Uh, so, y- yay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> she was also in a movie called The Barefoot Executive. Now, Morgan, I want you to guess what this is, but I'm going to give you a few hints. Okay. First up, it's a Disney TV movie from 1995. It's a remake okay. of a 1971 comedy starring Kurt Russell, but this time huh. it stars Chris Elliott. Uh, executive. Is it about like some sort of hippie who decides to start running a business? No. Is it a sex thing? Not at all. I have no idea. A television executive who is at the bottom of the food chain in the business's carry in the this is a weird sentence. It's at the bottom of the food chain in the business's carrier goes up when he discovers a chimpanzee that they has the ability to find TV programs that have a high success rate. Ah, yep. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, and this is a remake of a Kurt Russell movie from the seventies. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Well then, um, that uh, sounds bad. Oh, yeah, it is literally just uh, named the same thing, and it's young Kurt Russell. Yep. Wow. Yep. (laughs) It's a very weird uh, spot in the Kurt Russell filmography. (laughs) Um, Now, last, we have Zach McLaren, who plays Bear Sutter. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually Native American. Yeah. uh, Of Lakota descent. Uh, And he's done quite a lot of things. Uh, he's been in like Longmire, Fargo, Westworld, Doctor Sleep. Uh, yeah, he voices along with someone else that has been in the show, and I can't remember who. The local population in Red Dead Redemption. Uh, ah, uh, but yeah, he's just in a lot of things, and he plays like some. A lot of times, yeah, he's playing like Native American characters, but sometimes he's not. Um, yeah, I, I actually ended up looking him up because he looked super familiar to me. And I'm much more familiar with his more current day stuff, but like, what have you seen? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, Westworld and Fargo. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
Should I watch um, Argo? I you you like Legion, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's Noah Howley. Like, yeah, but is it as wild as Legion? I mean, no. Yeah, but it is still very good. It's it's a little inconsistent because, you know, anthology show. So some are better than others. But if nothing else, watch season one. I I only have seen the first three seasons of Fargo. I haven't seen season four yet, but you see, I um, I watch it partially because I like Fargo, the movie. The movie's great. Um, And uh, also because for some reason, Andrew Bird is in Fargo and I don't get why. Oh, but I love Andrew Bird. Um, Um, The thing I'll say. So season one is loosely related to the movie. It's set in the same town. The other two seasons have nothing to do with the movie, um, but are very good still. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I, I knew no. What's his last name? It's a Howley. Howley. And Noah Howley directed it. Um, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I should, but it's not going to have like random Bollywood musical numbers in it. So I I don't know if I want to watch. It doesn't, but it has some weird shit in it. OK. Um, and it's got the season one has an incredible fucking cast. Um, Bob Odenkirk and Martin Freeman are the two leads. You see, I get I feel like I'm going to get spurned because um uh, I don't want it to end up like a true detective scenario where people talk about it so much and are like, wow, the cast is so great. And I'm like, sure. And then I watch it. And I'm like, OK. And that's what happened for me with True Detective season one. Uh, it was just hyped up so much. So I was like, I ain't going to watch this. Uh, I, I honestly never saw it. Eh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's parts. The parts I watched are good. Eh. Um, yeah. But okay, I'll maybe I'll try Fargo sometime soon when I'm not watching Baywatch mm-hmm. and recording a podcast. Where's two men? Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of a podcast where two men uh, talk about this show, Morgan, you should take us into this show. This episode. Yes, let's. Uh, we start off with Bear watching some animals in nature. And as we get a very long establishing shot telling us they're going to build condos on this land. Yeah. And then we get introduced to my favorite character of this episode, which is a crab just (laughs) chilling on the beach before it almost gets run over by a couple of dune buggies. Yeah. It's Matt and Slade and they're going dune buggy racing. Michael, have you ever have you ever gone dune buggy racing? No, it looks fun. I haven't either, and I have decided that this is my new goal in life. It looks fun, but also looks very messy. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, But how did they? Okay, I want to do it. How did they? I mean, I'll I'll do it. But like, how did they? Like, I know Matt is rich, but how did Mm -hmm. they get these? And how did they get them onto the beach? I mean, it feels like it's probably not that difficult. Did they drive it through traffic? Maybe. They, like, I mean, they drive literally through. Do they like pull the frogger and like go you know, <laughs> in between the cars in traffic and then get it onto the beach? How do you get it back off the beach? Like, yeah. Where, where are they parked? Look, I know these are not the kind of things you're supposed to think about. <laughs> but right now, I feel like I'm all about like naturalism. Um, mm-hmm. And so, where did they get them? Where do they park them? I mean, they probably trailer them to and from the beach. Why did. Isn't one green and one red? 
Why do they- I don't remember. I think they are. I could be wrong, in which case that ruins this joke, but why do they go for <laughs> Mario colors? Which one is Mario? Oh, I was thinking... Which one is Luigi? I was thinking Christmas colors, but I think... I mean, Matt's definitely Mario. Slade is way too much of a fucking dumbass to not be Luigi. <laughs> Slade is too much of a Luigi to not be Luigi. I mean, Slade's kind of a Waluigi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just Mario and Waluigi mm. hanging out. If anything, he's more of a Wario. Waluigi, Waluigi, I feel like has some like Kills. deep, deep smarts hiding under that mustache. Ugh. And Waluigi, I feel like is just dumb as shit. Wait, you think Waluigi is dumb as shit? Sorry, Wario is dumb as shit. Oh, okay, okay, because I was like, yeah, man, yes. Waluigi has been was lurking in the shadows for years, just picking his oh yeah until he found the thing he knew he could win, which was tennis. Uh, Waluigi's fucking Machiavellian. I mean, he is. Now, uh, now we've named those characters. Morgan, um, (laughs) if you had to pick a character from Baywatch that most resembles the villain from uh, Super Mario Land, Tatanga, which one would you pick? I I don't know what Tatanga looks like. Morgan, if you had to pick a character from Baywatch who represents <laughs> the villain from Super Mario Brothers 2, Wart, which character would you pick? That's the big frog, right? He's a wart, man. Yeah, no, he's a big frog, man. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm I'm gonna... And I'm gonna partially go with Garner here because of his stance on the ATV in this episode... But he's just got a very, very wide, froggy look in this episode. Mm, I was going to go for Thorpe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, nothing to me says uh, ugly, disgusting frog like uh, authority. Yeah. And Thorpe. Well, I mean, so is Garner. Arguably more so. Yeah, but, like, nobody listens to him. <laughs> Nobody does what he wants. That is true. Like, that's the point that of is this true. episode, is nobody listens to him. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Garner mm-hmm. takes an ATV off of a jump. After uh, after eating a face full of sand from Mitch, because uh, both of them are chasing the dune buggies, and, yeah, as you said, Garner goes off a jump and uh, fucking beefs it. And it was real good just watching him eat shit in the sand and then the ATV almost fall on top of him. Uh, and then goes Mitch like, and Garner let the Doonies get away. It's like, it's, it, it lands 90 degrees or not. Well, not yes. degrees, like straight up, but like yeah. Garner like jumps out of it as it hits the, the bump. Cause otherwise mm-hmm. before we've seen him hit a bump, then just fall over, but he just shoots out of this thing and it's great stuff. Oh yeah. No, it's very good. Um, but after this, we get to see Mitch and Garner showering and bantering about the dune buggies. Uh, and Garner has some wonderful leopard print shorts on. Oh, yeah. Um, all of his fashion in this episode is excellent. Um, Garner really wants to not be on the beach anymore. And he explains why he was assigned to the beach, which is that he punched his captain when his captain took credit for his case and set Garner up to look like he failed at a different case. Um, and Mitch just keeps teasing him about it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, then CJ and Summer talk about CJ's first day of, or Summer's first day of school and CJ's first day of school, as we'll learn later. Um, I, 
God, there's too many adults hanging out at this high school and high school parties, and it makes me uncomfortable. So, I'm really glad um, you mentioned that because I wrote this down. Uh, I wrote that <laughs> where I said, like, I had to think about this for a bit because, like, in this scene, CJ is like, oh, don't worry, Summer, you're dating this, like, surfer who's gorgeous. And mm -hmm. if you think about it at this time, Pam Anderson was 25 here and Nicole Eggert was 20. But mm -hmm. if we say that at, at the oldest, Summer is a high school senior, then she's like yes. 18, right? Yes. And CJ is probably like 25, right? Yes. Um, so it's basically this 25-year-old being like, your 18-year-old boyfriend is hot and it's a little weird. Yeah, it's it's very weird. Uh, um, it's also very like the spoilers for later. It's very weird for a 25 year old to go to like an 18 year old's party. Sure is. Uh, yeah. And to be flirting with that 18 year old. Uh, um, it, uh, not at the party, but when she uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, OK, but yeah, it's it's bad. Um, but they decide to go clothes shopping because CJ I have the, my notes written wrong. Summer needs to get a new outfit for her first day of school so that she can impress everyone. Um, and then we see Matt and Slade on the beach and Matt calls Mitch on his giant 90s cell phone and tells Mitch that he's not coming into work today and makes up an excuse. And Mitch maybe buys it. It's not quite clear. And Matt's like, hell yeah, a party's still on. Yep. And him and Slade are going to go to the party. Um, but then a woman rides by on the beach on a horse and watches Slade surfing Everybody, for a while. Every blonde woman on this show rides a horse on the beach. And yes, up with that? <laughs> like, I know why her character does in this scene. It's because we established last episode that her parents own a, own a horse ranch. But yeah, and Shawnee, I mean, at least you're riding yeah. a horse normally this time. It is. I mean, it is good imagery. Like, it's pretty shots. But uh, yeah, no, it's not. It, it feels very out of place, especially with how much like screen time we keep dedicating to these horses. 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 I don't understand. Horses. Horses. <laughs> uh, uh, but luckily, we established a theme for the episode in this scene, which is uh, well, yeah. she sees Slade and then they're going to have a conversation about property ownership. <laughs> yeah. Boy, this scene yeah. is, um, I don't know if you picked up on this, Morgan, since you're uh, a little itty bitty bitty child baby, <laughs> <laughs> but she was flirting with him. What? He says the acting mm -hmm. was just so subtle between the two of them. Look, I don't know <laughs> if you picked up when someone says, I like riding horses because I like the way they feel under me god i was literally laughing through that same, entire same. scene because it's so fucking heavy-handed but i was it's so I was cheesy laughing really hard at her being like i like the way it feels under me i like the control power and slate goes yeah just remove the horse and that surfing man <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like, oh my god kelly slater you're really bad i, mm -hmm. I love that but he's so bad He's such a bad actor. But plot wise, what happens is she offers to sponsor him and it's surfing for 15% uh, mm -hmm. of his profits and the ability to mac on him. Mm hmm. Um, 
Yeah, the only thing I wanted to say is that I think the only good actor in this episode is um, Zach, uh, Zach. Zach, what's his name, who plays Bear. Oh, yeah, no, he's a, he's actually a good actor in this. Yeah. Um, but after all of that horse nonsense, we've got a high school montage. Summer's got a new hot top. Oh, my God. And you could not wear this outfit. When I went to high school, if you wore this, right? you would have gotten expelled immediately. Yeah, I was I was watching this with two friends, and uh, yeah, we all commented on what in the actual fuck, there's no way this doesn't violate dress code. But I guess that's Malibu for you. I know, I've read interviews with, like, actors and actresses who, like, are from California, and they'd be like, yeah, when I grew up, like, I always had, like, a bikini or I just had like swim trunks underneath my clothes when I went to school and it's like, okay, because he would go surfing. But mm-hmm. this is different. This is like, you know what? Just 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 the bra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just the top. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Um uh it's very bedazzled too. There's a lot of gemstones. Yeah, it also the gemstones feel very CJ, but nothing else about this seems CJ. Who took she took yeah. summer to go shopping. And I'm like this is the place you shop at? Because this is not your style at all. I don't know. We did see the one episode where we learned she's an enormous fucking hippie. So Yeah, but she hasn't ever dressed like this so far. That's true. I, but we mostly have only seen her in, like, professional and semi-professional stuff. Like, she's been either a tour guide or, like... Eh, uh. Well, I guess maybe not in the tantric sex scene. I don't know. The show's weird. I like that you, um, can, you can say that. Um, <laughs> we, should, we should show that outfit to Valerie and then just be like, please tell us. Yeah. Does this make sense? Uh, yes. This is, but this montage is the scene that I feel like is the obvious plot or the obvious scene for a pilot. Because if you look at like the, the shots in this with music and there's all these like characters. You're like, look at this cool person. Look at that. Oh, person. sure. Like it feels like a like a demo reel for a pilot. Totally. Yeah, this could totally be like the intro sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally see that now that you mention it. Uh, tell us um, a little bit about what happens in this montage, and then we'll talk about the music. Yeah. Uh, so Bear shows up because turns out he's a high schooler, even though he looks. In his mid twenties, just like everyone else in this high school, mm-hmm. um, well, he actually is him twenties here. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, he's friends with Matt, and he just got back from the desert whoa, where he was whoa, doing it. Whoa, 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 whoa! You jumped ahead. Oh yes, we didn't even. I just said talk about the montage, and you're like, I ain't gonna talk. About oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I mean, it wasn't a particularly exciting montage. It's basically a bunch of shots of. High schoolers doing high school things. Well, then you'll be excited to know about the music. Um, so, yes, I will. The original uh, song in this was Young Love by The Outfield. And I kind of really, really, really like it. Um, it's a really good song. So I looked them up and I was like, man, what else have they done? And I saw, OK, well, their biggest hit. Uh, so this song is called Young Love, but their biggest hit is a song called Your Love. And I listened ah. to it, and I was like, this sucks. Uh, but apparently oh. 362 million listens on Spotify disagree with me. Um, because that's how many listens Your Love has, and Young Love only has 300,000 listens. Um, so 
Apparently I'm wrong, but everyone else (laughs) go away. Um, Yeah, I like it. We get by we, I mean, I heart on the run by Doug. But I guess it's Biden beaten beaten. He's a composer for television and he composes for things like Undercover Boss, Celebrity Wife Swap or and uh, Flying Wild Alaska, which is one I actually kind of love. Um, Hmm. It's about uh, bush pilots in Alaska. Um, And I mostly only like it because the daughter in the show became more famous as uh, a frequent Craig Ferguson guest because she's just like quirky. Um, Sure. I just like watching the show because she's quirky. Um, But Morgan, I have a song for you. Okay. Uh, now there, I will need to sing you know, a little bit of this. Um, okay. Will, you, you can sing as much as you'd like. Oh, thanks, thanks, babe. Um, um please. <laughs> so I, I, I confession, I did watch the remaster this time. Every um, time. So I, I also heard this one. Every time. You it's it's only been a couple episodes. It's been every episode this season. <laughs> How dare you? Um. So you're you're just gonna sing those lines that are right under your name? That's their intent. There's not like someone in the in the show. (laughs) (laughs) The time is now, cause we are young, so young. Our love is new, and I believe you are the one. I have never felt this way about anyone. Anyone. Everything about you gets my heart on the run. I'm alive because you can't always shine. Because you can't just always like the shine. sun. Not because you can't you... always shine. <laughs> it's very different thematically. Yeah. I was reading the next line down and I got them transposed. Uh just like the sun, I can't deny. And I won't even try. You are the one. I have never felt this way about anyone. Anyone. Everything about you gets my heart on the run. Great job. And that's the song. Thank you. Thank you, you, Morgan. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, please tell us about Madame Bear. Yes. Uh, He was out in the desert doing a cleansing ritual. And Matt's like, I don't know, man. Seems like a lot of work. And Bear's like, you seem like you could use a little cleansing yourself. Hot. Uh, Yes. I said hot. Yeah, I have real good shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but then Slade walks by with Courtney on his arm, and Summer is mad. Uh, and then Bear starts making some chalk art and has a backpack full of chains. Uh, um, you should also add that uh, in that scene, Matt compares Courtney to uh, Alex Carrington, who is a character on Dynasty. And then they referenced Dynasty multiple times, I assume, because they wanted the show to end up more like Dynasty. Um, I had never heard of that show before. Never heard of Dynasty? Not even a little bit. So Dynasty is crazy popular. Um, oh, okay. Uh, it's one of these shows uh, that it was on for many years. Uh, and then like they did like six different reunion shows. And then they reboot it like 2018 or 2019, it's still mm. popular again. So they would have had, I, I looked it up, they would have had, like, so they the show went from, like, I think 81 to 89, and then they did, like, a spinoff 
to 91 and then they would have had like a reunion show like right at the beginning of this year and then they would do like two or three more spinoffs and then they'd have the reboot in 2018 i think it is which is still going wow yeah um and it's quite the uh dynasty that's the point oh yeah well yeah it's also (laughs) like wow it's quite the dynasty but also it's about like uh you know like the matriarchy uh, being like, my family is better than your family. Oh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who's going to win? And Alex Carrington is like the big bad villain. Um, ah. Why then later uh, Summer tells Slade, go watch Dynasty. He goes, what? <laughs> why would I watch <laughs> Dynasty? Because uh, that was also my reaction. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I live in a van. Why? Where would yeah. I watch Dynasty? Down by the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was about... Um, oh, have I told you about um, how much I hate chalk? Oh, I you haven't, but I feel the same way. I cannot picture chalk without get, feeling mm-hmm. sick to my stomach. Oh, I I literally have the same thing. Okay, good. The thought, the thought of touching chalk, like, makes my entire body hurt. Yeah, it's... Touching chalk, I think, is okay for me, but someone using chalk... I can't stand like the friction that chalk has mm-hmm. um, and the noise of it too. Uh, and, Ugh, and the material, God. it's disgusting to me. All of it's bad. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I'm feeling sick actively right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's move on I, because it's not uh, just me. Cause I, I've, I've told other people about that and they're like, ah, that seems weird. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but chalk is weird. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I'm 100% right there with Good. you. I'm glad. Um, but next up, it's time for us to go to school, by which I mean into one of the classrooms, because we were already at a school. Um, Summer's sitting, and Slade goes to try and sit over next to her, but she is not having it. And Slade tells us that he's here to escape his dad. Yeah, he drops And he entire, tries to flirt with Summer. He drops his entire past in a throwaway sentence. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's such a fucking shitty exposition dump that is not helped by the fact that Kelly Slater cannot act for the life of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after he tries to flirt with Summer and she's not having it, we get a brief shot of Bear drawing some more. Uh, and then we learn that CJ is here to coach volleyball until the school can raise more money from something that they're about to do. Hint, it's selling the land for the condos. Um, and then Matt, an ostensibly 18 year old high school student, invites CJ, ostensibly an adult, to his high school party. Uh, and they kind of flirt a little yeah, bit, I don't know. and it's very uncomfortable. I didn't see as much as flirting, as much as just like, like coworkers ribbing each other. I don't know. I I guess it is. I weird think to I'm just her to the party, but yeah, he's just like CJ's cool, but it does feel like he's just ribbing his his coworker. Maybe I think I'm just still. Not willing to give this show the benefit of the doubt. And I am. I will always be there for you, fellow listeners. I When the rain starts to fall. Yes. Well, I live in Seattle, so. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be rainy this weekend. Thank God. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, 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 I think this was innocent. 
Okay. I, I'm, I'm willing to give it that just for my own sanity. But I don't um, understand why <laughs> they have extra land to then sell. Yeah, it didn't really make sense. I, like, I'm... Okay. Yep. Yeah. Let me see uh, something I just call the scene. Okay. Which is the next scene. All right. Um, which is uh, Bear has chained himself up in the middle of the sundial that he drew in chalk. Uh, and that's why he had a backpack full of chains, um, which actually makes me a little sad because I was hoping he was just a person who carries around a backpack full of chains. Maybe he's good. And I was going to be like, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Ghostwriter spinoff. <laughs> yes. Uh, I wish. Um, but he's here to protest that the condos are being built on sacred land. Uh, and the principal comes by and says, I'm going to cut you out of those chains, Bear. And Bear's like, don't you step on the sundial. But then the metal shop teacher shows up with bolt cutters and steps on the sundial. And we get hawk screeches it's and so felt very racist. I, I'm, <laughs> I feel like it's more than felt. I feel like it's exceptionally racist to just be like, yes, the magic Native American man. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a connection to the nature and to the to the hawks, and I'm like, calm, calm the fuck down. Um, luckily, yeah. they you know they did do the research. Like the Shumash people are, are they are an actual tribe in Malibu. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, no, that like that is actually the land they would have lived on. Um, sure, but um, yeah, I, I don't think they were a magic tribe. They're not like you know this like Cree <laughs> from Marvel. Um, you know, uh, they're just humans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but eventually, uh, the metal shop teacher cuts Bear out and Bear is like, what the fuck? This is sacred land. And the principal's like, if it were really sacred land, I wouldn't have sold it. And so I know that it's not sacred land because I did sell it. And it's like, well... <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that's how that yeah, works. No, that's not <laughs> how that works. Um, that's not how it works. Um, wow, we're really doing the Flophouse references tonight, aren't we? I mean, listen, if this this show was always just going to be a worse version of the Flophouse. Worse. Um, <laughs> yes. um, next, we get to see Garner in the police headquarters looking at case files. And the captain who he hits comes in and mocks Garner for wanting to close out the cases. Uh, and then Garner finally decides to suck it up. And that's pretty much the whole scene. Well, there is the part where the boss comes in and says that ever since he got punched by Garner, he snores so loud that his wife hates oh, him. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Poor him. He could just get a breathe right strip. Yeah. Yeah. You dick. Get a breathe right. Yeah, they cost like five bucks. I mean, I don't know. This is like, <laughs> but like, come on. True. Um, but now we get to meet Slade's dad, who shows up to Slade's van in full army uniform, which felt fucking weird. Um, and uh, Marine, Slade's not Marine uniform. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It is close enough to 9/11 that I do legally still have to respect the troops. Um, did you okay? Uh, wait, did you see that, <laughs> that Newsmax clip today? No. Where like there's this uh, vet on, and he talks about yeah. So uh, a lot of us have been over there who have been in Afghanistan. Uh, you know, uh, monitor the administrations that have mm-hmm. you know 
been in place since we went over there. And the Newsback guy is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. And he goes, and, um, you know, I think in the last administration, you know, they were actively trying to remove us and trying to limit the amount of funds that were going to us. And then the Newsmax mm-hmm. guy cuts him off and says, I respect you and I respect anybody who went over there, but you cannot insult Donald Trump on my program. And he says this. Wow. He goes, you know, and you are just taking the left agenda, the liberal agenda. You know oh, that God. all the Afghanistan situations because of Biden. Don't you come on my show and try to preach your agenda. But I respect you as a veteran. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. Respect. Respect is a thing you yell at people to get them to shut up. Yeah. yeah he <laughs> kept on yelling, get him off, get him off, get him off. And I'm like. Yikes. I don't, I'm not actually not sure what is worse. Newsmax, one like one American news network or the blaze. I feel like it's the blaze uh, because the blaze. Oh, see, I would have said OAN. Yeah, that's the one American news. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying I think they're the worst out of the three. Because it's like the blaze. Well, actually, maybe the blaze is oh, the best. Of the, that's a weird set because they, they, they started <laughs> by Glenn Beck. And then they fired Glenn Beck, but then they hired Tommy Laren. Uh Mm. So they all suck. God. Yeah. Oh, did you hear also hey. today? Pierce Morgan got just got hired by Fox News. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to just go die already. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so fucking sick of him as a human being. I hate the most that Pierce Morgan replaced David Hasselhoff on uh, America's Got Talent as a judge. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's David Hasselhoff. We love David Hasselhoff. God, fucking Pierce it's, Morgan. It's not in our contract that we have to say it. I promise. <laughs> it's not contract that we have with the Hoff for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. it's a, All podcasts start because there's a contract that you sign, not mm-hmm. because you just decide to, you know, get a mic and record. <laughs> yeah. Very, very yeah. legal procedure here. Uh, Morgan and I mm-hmm. are actually... Uh, very uh, well versed in tax law as well. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Ask us about your taxes, and you'll we'll see if we respond. Yeah, you joke, but I actually do know a distressing amount about New York State property tax laws because I did used to work on software that would uh, handle all of that. That is true, uh, and you have brought up quite a few interesting legal tidbits throughout this show. Uh, throughout this, podcast. it's true. So you know what? It's true, everybody. If you're listening. Tweet at Baywatch Rookie School and ask us a question about taxes. And <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but New York taxes, New York taxes. Yes, yes, uh, specifically New York property taxes. Yes, please, please do. Mm-hmm. Now tell us more about Blade's um, dad. Yes, he is uh, kind of an asshole. Uh, and once Slade gets back to his van, his dad yells at him a bunch about how you. Shouldn't drop out of high school to be a surfer. He's not dropping out of Kelly, high school. Right, which he isn't. And then Kelly Slater says, but you don't understand, Dad. I'm about to go pro. <laughs> and I really fucking I hate Kelly Slater's acting so much. Um, but then he Kelly Slater starts to get changed out of his wetsuit. And his dad's like, you're going to get changed here in front of the world. And uh, Kelly Slater's like, fucking who cares? Like, like, like you've been in the Marines. You've taken a shower around other people. Calm down. Yeah. And like, he, he takes the top of his wetsuit off. Like, 
that's everyone on the beach. Like, um, but then his dad yells at him for a while and then reveals that he's about to take a position as a security guard at the school. And, uh, Slade is like, I don't want you to do that. And, um, his dad's like, what, just because you don't want to see your parents means I should have to miss out on opportunities. And I wanted to be like, yeah, I mean, probably if you're real fucking shit to your children, you are probably going to miss out on some opportunities. Like, um, but then, uh, they fight for a bit and his dad breaks his surfboard uh, and says, if I forget what the line is, but it ends with, and if you ever do that again, I'll break you too. Yeah, it, it's like, um, like you can't make money from surfing. And so if you keep on right. trying and then it's just like, he just never appears ever again. So like, like ever. Well, I, I think. Well, so I'm like, I feel that makes sense. I feel like a lot of this episode, they were like, Man, we're really banking on this spinoff show to finish these plot points, and they just like, nope. Yeah, finish these plot points. I can't say that I'm mad. Like, Bear never <laughs> comes back. Ah, so like, I mean, I guess it's good because uh, all of the writing around him was super fucking racist. But I do really like Zach Zach McCleary. No, McClearney, something like no, that. It's uh, Zach McLaren. I wasn't that far McCleary? off. I mean, yeah, okay, look. McCleary versus McLaren. His dad is Irish, sure, but they're different Irish okay. names. Sure. <laughs> um, I really like him as an actor, okay, and I okay. would have loved to have seen more of him. Morgan. <laughs> Morgan Sack. Um, <laughs> Morgan, Morgan Sip. You know, it's like, it, you know, it, mm-hmm. has, it has a P in there, which is, you know, like, close enough, right? You're all like, yeah. Italians or some shit. I don't know. What you are. <laughs> I mean, Thraps, Thraps not an Italian name, um, but Ponzi is, so. Pompeo Ponzi. <laughs> Tony De. My, everyone's new favorite oh, wrestler. God. Tony D'Angelo. I work in waste <laughs> management. My dad works in waste <laughs> management, which is how I know you're a pile of waste. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh, love man. It. Okay. Um, but after this, uh, Bear oh, gives no. them a tour. No, can I do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, please. Uh, so after this, Bear shows Matt and Summer a mural, uh, that his people drew depicting Malibu 500 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Summer, uh, in reaction to this, is shocked that native people would have ever lived in a spot that white people also aesthetically enjoy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and she's just like, wow, I've just never pictured, you know, uh, says the other word, uh, native people living here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bear's just like, yep. <laughs> just like, <laughs> and yeah, talking about, wow, that's really cool that, you know, your people have a word that's not Malibu. That was for this place. <laughs> it means something like um, it was the waves that are loud or something like that. And yeah, something like that. So she and Matt say, "Wow, that's that's really beautiful." Yeah, it's really beautiful. And Bear goes, "Yeah." 
like, the scene doesn't matter at all. Like, it, I get why they do it to set up another scene later. Uh, but it's, sure. It's so, so then Bayer brings up that oh, Senator's beach house was built over native land the year prior. So they then hatch a plan to find artifacts to prove that it's native land, and they're going to get the principal there tomorrow and show him the artifacts. But they're not going to do any work ahead of time to find the artifacts. They just want them to appear and hope that the principal is then there for it, which, you know, great plan. Yeah. Great plan. It, uh, yeah, it definitely felt like a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. A bit, yeah. Um, a bit, a bit. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Mitch goes to visit Garner in the filing room and teases him about wanting to close out the case and having to file all day. So then he invites Garner to dinner and Garner's like, why would it, the fuck would I want to eat your cooking? It's terrible. And Mitch is like, aha, there's the man I miss. Oh, actually, I have I have a line here uh, I'd like you to read from Mitch. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, don't highlight everything, please. Uh <laughs> Uh, here's the line for you, Morgan. Garner, I miss you, okay? You're, I miss you, okay? I miss your little face, you know? It's happy one minute, sad the next, you know? Grumpy, I like that. It's unpredictable. I, I kind of love that line. Um, it's actually very it's, good. It's I very cute. This might be my favorite scene of the episode, honestly, because the two of them have real chemistry they do. They do. in a like very buddy kind of way, yeah. which I appreciate. I mean, look, Mitch gets the best content, usually. Oh, for sure. And like, I, I accept that. And I'm like, I'm okay with it because I like David Hasselhoff. So like, you know what? I don't hate it. Uh, but Garner yeah. also, I feel like Garner, like 85% of the time gets written pretty well yeah which is shocking yeah. <laughs> yeah considering no one else on the show does yeah. <laughs> um but then uh summer matt and frank the principal go to see bear and bear talks about the summer ceremony and how his you know grandfather took him there and gave him his name and they you know did various spiritual dances and you know it was a whole yeah. ceremony the principal um, getting named here doesn't make this land sacred which i thought okay that's kind of funny i mean yeah that's good point. yeah good point um but then we see a hawk with the same hawk screeching sound that is just permanently associated with like racist native american mm-hmm. uh perception in movies and tvs in the late 80s and early 90s um, it's that same and hawk screech always. It's not just um, the early '90s, Morgan. It's up through like the mid 2000s. Yeah, true. Um, but then we see a deer, but that's no deer. That's a hunter uh, in a deer hide who fires an arrow and then transforms back into a deer in a very, very badly done like bit of editing. Uh, it looks super cheesy. Um, but everyone sees this and this convinces the principal. So they go and find an arrowhead where the ghost arrow landed. And now the principal's like, Oh, guess I was wrong. Guess this really is, uh, fucking sacred land. So please refer to this picture I just posted here. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'll read the picture. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
Everyone is very confused by this deer transforming into a man with a deer hide dress that shoots an arrow and then turns back into a deer. Um, <laughs> uh, so I just sent Morgan a picture, uh, just someone going, guys in the audience watching a Shakespeare play. Hey, what the fuck? Um, uh, which is basically what I feel watching this right now, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, this is as good as Shakespeare. That Oh, absolutely. That was the lead in that this show is as good as Shakespeare. <laughs> Um, because they, you know, they then see the arrow and it's like, oh, I get it now. And the mural, because they were there 500 years ago. And this is a flashback to 500 years. And it's the spirit of the animals and the earth telling you. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And of course, you know, these writers are so bad. Schwartz and Burke. Mm-hmm. That they have to end the scene with Bear going, wow, that was really great. Let's go party. <laughs> oh, Morgan, this party scene. Um, oh, oh, God. I'm just going to warn you. I'm going to have you sing uh, two out of the three songs that play. This first song might be the wildest song we've ever heard on Baywatch. The reggae one? It's. Yes. Well, let's. T- it's just so fucking abrupt. Let's talk about it a little bit. Um, so in the original version, we get Freedom by Noiseworks, which uh, is a very 90s song. Uh, I like it. Morgan, you just listened to it. Um, thoughts? I thought it was good. It's, you know, it's weird 90s psychedelia. And I, you know, I don't hate weird 90s psychedelia. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily fit this party. Um, you know, um, but neither does what we get, I don't think, which is no, uh, the song is called A Reason and is by my favorite of these original musicians who have a real name. That's definitely a real name. We're totally <laughs> in real name town here. Uh, Manhattan Capistrano, uh, who we've had. Before. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, Morgan, uh, since you know what the song sounds like, please uh, read the f- start reading here. So. This is very, uh, very reggae. Um, I, I'm not going to read it as reggae. Um, it, I don't, it's impossible to find any information about Manhattan Capistrano. Um, but I am going to venture a guess and say that all of them are very white. Yes. Oh, Um, yes. Just purely based on how fucking white this reggae song sounds. Manhattan (laughs) Capistrano. (laughs) <laughs> um that's what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna do hot sand till sunset pool days we stay wet waves if we want them live life no stress nothing promised tomorrow we stay ahead won't follow they listen to the noise wrong choice what <laughs> we all know I want to get it started. One look, if I'm honest, could make me feel so deep. You're all I ever wanted. I don't need a reason to go and have and spend and what? To go and have and spend all my time with you. I don't need a reason to go and have a little fun. So that's what we're going to do. Cold ones by the dozen, hot ones down the beach. Hey. And they run and everyone knows it's going down. Hear the sound and they come in. I could take you away. Well, the fun part is mm-hmm. this song continues. We have a scene in between before it continues. Yes. Uh, now, before um, 
we did this episode. I sent you a YouTube video. Uh, yes, for fun. I'll I'll put it in the uh, in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. Of it's from an episode of Orders. Ah. Uh, not mm-hmm. orders. It's from a something else where there's this woman who's a nurse who's addicted to whippets, uh, and someone edited the episode to do. It's like I'm walking on sunshine. Wow. Uh, and uh, then at the end she says I wish I had a father and I've never laughed so hard in my life I have Uh, (laughs) Uh, so Matt sees Clint his friend with compressed air compressed wow wow okay read that again (laughs) compressed air because he's gonna do whippets Mm -hmm. Uh, and specifically what Matt tells Clint is, hey, don't suck on that stuff in here. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Which is a fucking beautiful line. Just a plus that that should just be our uh, we should change our uh, our Twitter bio to don't suck this stuff (laughs) around here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um. But yeah, then we get part two of the party montage with more of the same oh, song. Oh, no, no, no. And yes, Morgan, Morgan, mm-hmm. please. So the thing I'm very curious about in the original. Was there not a song here and there was dialogue because we keep getting shots of people talking to each other and it definitely feels like in the original you could hear that dialogue, I know. but they usually you decided not to. Yeah, I don't know. I I would say that I'll go. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, but it, it, I don't know. I'm very curious, but not enough to do anything about it. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's sing the rest of this song to go and have a little fun. So that's what we're gonna do. Let me hold you close now. Can't believe what we've found. Could never dream it. I need it forever. Let me hold you close now. Can't believe what we found. Could never dream it. I need it forever. I don't need a reason to go and have a little fun and spend all my time with you. Here's the amazing part. Yes. They do. Yes, Michael. I spent all my time with you. And it cuts the commercial. And it comes back with a new song. It's not credited at all. Yes. Uh, but Morgan. Uh, yes. Please now sing this song. Oh, God. Oh, God. This song. It- my kind of woman. No doubt about it. You got everything a man would need. Treasure the moment, the day I found you. You were better than the girl of my dreams. The kind of woman I need. Ooh, my kind of woman. Anywhere you are, anywhere you're going, you know I'll follow you there. I don't care far if it's you I'm holding, because nobody compares. I got a little Bob Dylan there at the end, and I don't know how to feel about that. I like that that you for a second went any way you want it. That's the <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was going for. Yes. <laughs> and then what does this lead into? Uh, well, this would be a shot of Slade making out with Courtney, and Summer is fucking pissed, understandably. And then Slade uh, goes to talk to Summer and is like, "Hey, she's just a business partner. We should make out." No, uh, no, and so that, they do. No, before that, he says, I can't believe you're jealous. Yeah. Like, what? No, but he actually goes, 
Summer, I can't believe you're jealous. <laughs> Summer, I can't believe you've done this. Can't believe you've done this. <laughs> uh, and so she says, I thought I fit in somewhere. And he goes, you do. And then he just like, is this supposed to be romantic? Goes to hang out with Courtney. Yeah, and <laughs> like, then Courtney interrupts them. Am I you? Yeah. Courtney never come back, comes back to this show. So this is a failed party. Wow. Because she's Elizabeth Berkeley. She's got right by the bell that she's doing at the same time. So, so they were trying to set this up as like a love triangle for the spinoff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very stupid, or, and it makes me not like Slade even more than I already hated him. I think it was potentially what they were hinting at was like, yeah, Slade will end up with Courtney, and then some yeah. will end up with Bear. Mm. That's what it looks like because they show them all doing like the weird, shitty, like Scooby Doo dance where they're all like, "I do one move <laughs> kind of dance," you know? Um, yeah. And then he's just around her the whole rest of the episode, so like consoling mm-hmm. her. So I'm like, that's probably where it would go, you know? And I don't hate that. Probably. Uh, I because in my mind, in my woke mind, it's. Uh, Summer <laughs> learning about Native American culture and being like, wow, I really appropriate a lot of your culture. And then Bear is like, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that won't um, She would like, end yeah. Up, they would do like um, her like in like a headdress or something and trying to like look like Cher or something. That's probably what would happen. One of the things I really appreciate in this episode is the number of times that Bear gets an opportunity to like at the very end of a scene, like half smirk to camera or like roll his eyes a little yeah. bit. Cause you know that that's just Zach being like these fucking white people. Oh, yeah. And it's, oh, it's so fucking tasty. Yeah, no, I like, um, like, look, this episode is racist, but it's not as racist as I thought it would be. Yes. Yeah. I had, I had low, low hopes for this episode. Um, well, you had the but now opposite I, of Pete Buttigieg. Judge. <laughs> Beat Pewter Judge. No, I don't like that. <laughs> so Courtney, um, played, you know, with this success, you're gonna have some difficult decisions to make, like mm-hmm. which woman you're gonna want to be with, and then Bear consoles Summer. So then mm-hmm. uh, we cut to a scene where, uh, rightly, everyone is like, "Who the fuck is that?" And it's Pam Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. and she's just. Looks great, and she's like, "I'm yep. gonna show up." All the yeah, yeah. All the all the boys are doing the like cartoon eyes popping out of their face, like "Awooga!" Yeah. Um, as they ogle her, and she's um, again like twenty five, going to a party of mm-hmm. at, at at the most eight like year olds. sixteen to eighteen year olds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Weird. Um, so then, uh, another song here, but I didn't want to make you sing it. So I just, (laughs) perfect. Um, but yeah, CJ walks over to Matt, who is making out with his girlfriend and she stands over him for a while. And then we get a very slow sweeping pan of her entire body. Um, and then it cuts back to Matt. Who's like, oops, you're here, I guess. Um, but then we see that. Clint and his girlfriend are passed out at the bottom of the pool after ODing on canned air. So they pull them out of the bottom of the pool and give them CPR, who, and they wake up basically immediately. Um, and then that's the end of that. Um, 
Then we get to see Mitch be mad at Matt for not taking away the canned air. And Matt's like, you're right. I should have. Um, sorry. And I just want everyone to realize this is a 45 mm-hmm. minute episode of television. And yes. the Whippet storyline was brought up with 13 minutes left in the episode, including the credits. Yes. <laughs> this episode, this episode is so fucking rushed. There is so much that goes on in it, and none of it is even the slightest bit developed, which makes sense if this is the pilot to a show, yes. but not as an episode of Baywatch. Right, right exactly. Um, this is, like, odd for an episode of Baywatch. Like, it makes me want a normal episode of Baywatch, just given, like, the pacing makes somehow more sense on a normal episode of Baywatch. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, praising Baywatch, we always end up praising I know. in the end. I know. Um, I love it. But You're, this is like the 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 SpongeBob <laughs> Happy Patties thing, where it's like you like Happy Patties, Squidward. Like, <laughs> you like Baywatch, Morgan. You. Know. I I will admit that I have grown more and more fond of it. Uh, and also, uh, Michael, you'll be very excited to know I do now own some Baywatch merch. Oh, really? What do you have? I've got myself a t-shirt. Yes, what did you get? Uh, it's it's uh, one from Old Navy that just has like, I think it's like a season three or season four cast photo on the front of it. Oh, wow, that's way more risky than I was. I thought you were just going to have... <laughs> wow. I mean, to be fair, this was given to me as a gift. I did not buy it. Uh, uh, um, who got it for you? Uh, Mel. Oh, Nice. Wow, uh, <laughs> that is a very gift. Well, I expect yeah. next time we hang out, you wear that. I'll wear my Baywatch shirt. Uh, Absolutely. Just Baywatch it together. I don't know. Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, after, uh, after Mitch yells at Matt, Matt confesses that it was him and Slade dune buggying. And Mitch is like, don't worry, I'm not going to do anything because I'm going to go tell Garner. Um, which leads to the fucking weirdest end to a Baywatch episode we've had so far. Um, but first we have a scene where Mitch is boxing and Garner comes in and he tries to get Garner to box, but Garner broke his hand after punching the captain again. Um, so now he's back on the beach and Mitch tells him who boogied. Um, and Garner looks very happy. Um, so then Garner shows up to the beach and Matt and Slade are surfing and he gives them a fucking ominous look as they swim out into the ocean and the episode ends and it's fucking wild. Very weird. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yes. I was watching it with Em and Mel and they both were like, oh, so this is a two parter, right? And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the whatever the fuck at Malibu High. Um, the the reunion. The, what's the other name? Of Mal- Showdown Mal- at Malibu High. High. All right. So before we get to our ratings, let's talk about some IMDb ratings. Mm-hmm. So first off, our good friend Sandcrab seven two two gave it a ten out of ten. Now, wow, Morgan, I want you to interpret what this. Review me. <laughs> now, I have translated some of the German in it. So I just want you to know that. What? You're going to love this. Okay. The Bjorks epic Don't Do Drugs rant quint- quintessence juggernaut. Rad pulls party off the hook. Student protests so gnarly. Spiritual eagle crush it like a boss. 
Pam's duds gotta see. Zu viel, which means too much of, in German wonderment. Too astonished and stound. Leopard Garner Invictus. Enough said. Is it though? I feel like you could have said a lot more. Yeah, here, let me post this for you right here so you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he said enough said, but uh, I read it as is. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know what that means. I don't I I don't get any part of that statement. I get Pam's duds got to see. Yeah, yeah. OK, I, I, um, I get that. The Bukes. I don't know what Buke is. It's not a is. thing. I think he just misspelled it. Maybe. Epic don't do drugs rant, quintessence juggernaut. So he's saying that Mitch is Buchanan. Okay. Ah. He's saying that Mitch Buchanan's rant at the end that extremely much just feels like someone paid them to do a PSA about canned air is uh, very good. Um, Rad pool party off the hook. All right, fine. Student protests are gnarly, sure. Spiritual eagle crush it like a boss. It's a hawk, but whatever. Pam studs gotta see. Uh, too much wonderment to astonish and stound. Because they're too uh, stoned. Yeah. They're too... Leopard... Yeah. Leopard Garner Invictus. Okay, sure. He's talking about uh, Garner's leopard print trunks. Yeah, being unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Um, Yeah. Now, in contrast to that, Sikes underscore R gave it a 10 out of 10 and says, no getting high. <laughs> and I like that. I like that. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that uh, disqualifies uh, episodes of our podcast. <laughs> I don't think I, I have not been high during this podcast i've been tipsy but not high during this podcast not yet i for anyone living in a state where uh weed is legal i have been high during recording episodes for anyone in states where weed is not legal i've never smoked weed before in my life what you can't get (laughs) you're not gonna get in trouble yeah you never know though wink what? That's not how the law. <laughs> Michael, out of the two of us, who's the lawyer? Because I'm pretty sure it's me. I mean, it is. You're right. It is you. Yeah. That, <laughs> I should not be questioning you. You are. It's you true. Are my little horny lawyer. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh God, that's an upsetting yeah, sentence. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other night, mm. I was uh, trying to say something to my friend, and. I tried to say the word dude, and a uh, dude came out as baby, and they stopped me and went, excuse me? As I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, there's no there's no way to recover from that. Because uh, it was specifically we were playing Gloomhaven, and I said, what's your initiative, baby? <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was like, would it help if I told you I meant dude? Uh, it was a weird weird time to be saying it anyways yeah so on scale of one to ten or one is discovering love is dead and ten is discovering that you have a gold prospecting for an aunt or uncle who left you a gold boot in his will morgan how would you rate this episode so i 
This episode was definitely racist, but it was not nearly the most racist we've seen from Baywatch. Problematic. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, it's still not good, but I think overall... Overall, I'm going to give it a three, I think. Um, you know, it it wasn't terrible. I really enjoyed um, uh, Zach's acting. I thought he was really good. Uh, I enjoyed almost no one else's acting. Um, but I did enjoy some of Garner's scenes. Um, but Kelly Slater, man, just fucking pulls these episodes down for me. He's just so bad. And I really hope now that they're done with their fucking high school spinoff bullshit that we see much less of him because he's just such a bad actor. Would it help if I um, he's only around for this season? It helps considerably. Um, I think he's only around for 12 episodes in the season. Hell yeah. And we've already burned through most of those 12, I feel like. Yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to call it a three and I'm going to say that a three is the experience of, uh, thinking you came up with a very smart argument, which is to say, uh, this thing is true because I said it's true, and if it weren't true, I wouldn't have said that it was true. Uh, but then being beaten by a literal high schooler, even though you're the principal, um, because your logic was just so sound. Um, Michael, how about you? I'm also going to give it a three for much the same reasons as you. Kelly Slater's acting sucks. All sorts of yeah. bad, bad types of ass. Uh, mm-hmm. And as was quite a few other people, Zach's acting was good. Uh, Gregory Allen Williams is always kind of good as Garner, and of course the Hoff. Yeah. The Hoff. Um, and I'm liking CJ more and more, um, which is weird because I expected to hate Pamela Anderson's character. Um, yeah, I don't. But the episode was bad, and it clearly is a failed pilot. And. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a great episode of television. Let's put it no. Um, what would I say a three is? Uh, oh, wait, I think I got something for this. Hold up. Um, sometimes when I try to think about, you know, like what are the low ratings of this show? I just look at tweets that John has sent me. Um, like, <laughs> oh, that seems about right. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm looking, I'm like, I feel like there was something that was sent to me just earlier today. I have two here, Morgan, and you're going to edit whichever one you think is funnier into the show. <laughs> How about that? Okay. You choose your sure. adventure. But you're the All one right. using the adventure. <laughs> A three is like this tweet that I saw uh, that says, how do I stop going to sleep at 4 a.m. every night? And then someone said, well, you go to sleep at 4.30 a.m. instead. Then the next, you go to sleep at 5 a.m. And you keep doing it (laughs) back into a normal sleep schedule. And so then I sent John a video of pro wrestler Kota Ibushi, who is, he's just hot. He's just an attractive, attractive man who looks like an underwear model. But he is dumb as a board. Uh, He is (laughs) himbo. Uh, Mm -hmm. And he says things like he doesn't read books because they put ideas in your head. Um, <laughs> uh, he's also on record stated that he lives a 25 hour day. Um, 
So huh. he wakes up an hour later each day, but he also works. You know, he's like a pro wrestler. So it's like those things happen what? at night and he tours sometimes. So he'll just he's like, yeah, it's really hard. But, you know, I mostly I mostly do it. Uh, and like if I'm like have my match, I just then go straight home and I sleep. So but some days I'll wake up at like 7 a.m., then 8 a.m., then 9 a.m., then 10 a.m., yada, yada. Uh what? That would be I get the most out of my day. Uh and what? This is he's at a, on a panel with someone else and at a wrestler who's who's not a him, but oh, he's very hot, but not dumb and goes, um, yeah, I, I go to sleep at 10 p.m. because between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. is when your like your growth hormones kick in most. So that's what that's my advice to you, because I'm older than <laughs> you. And I think you should do that and not just be dumb. And he's like, mm, I think the 25 hour thing is smart. Um does he stay awake for 25 hours yeah. at a time? Oh. Here, okay. You know what? Look, here's... That's very stupid. Go, Morgan. <laughs> so he goes, when I go okay. to sleep at midnight, I get up at 7 a.m. the next day. Uh, it's actually better if you just watch it. Here, I'll just let, watch it for a minute. Yeah, that doesn't make... He just goes to sleep one hour later every day. Yes. He's not up for 25 hours at a time. He just goes to sleep one hour later every day. He's very dumb. I told you. He's like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a three is thinking that this is smart and, and trying to live a 25-hour day when you just go to bed one hour later mm-hmm. the next day. So that's, that's the first option, Morgan. Okay. My second option is a three is this tweet that John sent me, which just reads, sadly, by the time of Nirvana's last U.S. tour in late 1993, uh, Kurt Cobain was tortured by the obligation to play Teen Spirit every night. There are many other songs they have written that are as good, if not better, he claimed. He finally stopped playing Teen Spirit for good, taking his own life on April 5th, 1994. Oh, God, I saw that one. It's so fucking good. It's su- just just such fucking shitty writing. Like <laughs> it is. Uh, I I love that. Uh, it's uh, how do you do that? I don't. Uh, there's also yeah. the follow up one, which is and I swear I don't have a gun. Kurt Cobain, I'll come as you are. Despite the pledge in those lyrics that went around the world in the early 1990s, please in Seattle say that Kurt Cobain did at least own one gun. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah, I think that's so. And my response to that is uh, I'm just going to share this picture with you right now. Uh, this is my react mm-hmm. image uh, to everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything I'm like at least slightly don't like anymore uh, is just this image right here. It says you're a complete you're a complete idiot. Just my opinion. And a super cracker. You're blocked. <laughs> I just like calling people a supercracker. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's also a three. Is just like th- those statements are a ten out of ten for humor, but a three out of ten for just taste. Uh, oh yeah. So Morgan, there you go. You have two choices uh, mm-hmm. to pick from. Put it in whichever one you like better, uh, and uh, I'll do show notes for whichever one. Now, Morgan. Should we talk about the next episode? Yes, please. I don't know what it's called. Oh, I do know what it's called. <laughs> it's called Point Doom. Woo! That's a guess. That's a, that's a 
Oh, it is? Yeah. It it's is. unbelievable! Oh, sweet. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Eh, it happens. So let's do the Baywatch wiki description first. Mm-hmm. Point Doom. Matt drives his motorcycle on the cliffs above Malibu and challenges Hudson. I don't know who that is. Mitch trains to nope. beat Stephanie with Garner as his coach. Okay. Beat her in what? I don't know. <laughs> Great. INDP description. Matt meets and befriends a mysterious but attractive woman who challenges others in illegal motorcycle races. Yeah, that's why because uh, both of you are uh, you are Morgan brought in. It's unbelievable. Because both of you ride. <laughs> um, after the girl crashes during a motorcycle race, Matt suspects the opposing biker of sabotage, and he becomes determined to seek revenge against the guy in a grudge motorcycle race. Meanwhile. Mitch is into a vigorous training for a swim event with Stephanie and Garner as his trainer, unaware that he's the victim of a little prank. Also, oh, this makes me very excited. Okay, <laughs> hype yourself. Just get get hype, Morgan. Okay, okay. I'm I'm hypey. Okay, fucking hypey. Guido. Ooh, yes. Ask yes. DJ. Yes. Help after he is a huge guy at the beach for flirting with the man's girlfriend. Fucking so hyped. I'm so hyped for the Guido story. (laughs) Oh man, it's gonna be great shit. I I think, I hope. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's all I can really hope for. There'll be a guest episode. Join us. Don't join us. Like I give a shit. Wow. Shout on all of our fans. Shout on the Beef Boys. That's it. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. It sounds like it might at least be less racist. So that's oh, think, that's something. This was one of the low points, and it goes back up. Uh, I don't think there's cool. lots of low points this season. This was like a definite cool. point. Awesome. Well, I uh, I hope for all of you who listen that this show is not a low point because otherwise, I mean, why would you still be listening? But <laughs> why are we still recording? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the, the thing I do want to leave you on, if this is a low note, is, is the high note of the outro, which is to say thank you all so much for listening. (laughs) The butthole of the episode. Um, um, thank you for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrapp. I am at Snotsnit, S-N-O-T-S-N-I-T. And we'll see you next week. And just remember, hips, lips, and fingertips. Uh, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I like it.